I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. So hello, I'm Pete Donaldson from Wrestle Me, the podcast. Wrestle Me Mark, Wrestle Me Pete, etc. Uh, so like last week, we're going to be back in a SummerSlam 91 kind of mood from NYC, the second of our uh, King's Place live shows. Let's get back into it. This is SummerSlam 91, a part two. Uh, the next match, uh, the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase, twenty thousand uh, pounds, with Sensational Sherry uh, versus Virgil, yes, ten thousand pounds. They're playing out a storyline that Virgil finally gets his due against the, the twenty thousand versus ten. <laughs> Numbers don't lie. Um, how? What did you think? I thought it was good. I enjoyed uh, Roddy Piper, who about a year ago had done his half black, half white yeah. thing at WrestleMania. He was into this match. He was very into Virgil winning. <laughs> and I think he might be overcompensating yeah. a little bit. It's community <laughs> service. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they had a slight little thing where, where Virgil... They do this quite often with, with uh, black wrestlers, where they'll sort of go, you've either got a headbutt, because your head is... Well, we won't go into it. Right. Or <laughs> you're great at boxing. Why is that? I don't know, just you look good at boxing. <laughs> so they gave Virgil the boxing gimmick. And... Uh, Virgil's a really odd one. So Virgil's been the Million Dollar Man's valet yeah. for years. Million Dollar Man, certainly in the late 80s, one of the great <laughs> performers, always guaranteed that he'd have a decent upper mid-card match. Mm. And they have Virgil, as his valet, is sitting there night after night watching the Million Dollar Man deliver these performances. And he learns nothing in those years. <laughs> when they finally sort of say to him, OK, you're going to do this programme, which has run for years, where you're finally going to turn on him and get your revenge... They must have thought he must have got a bit of it in four years. <laughs> and what happens is, with this programme, they realise, God, he hasn't learned a thing. <laughs> and so the matches are quite difficult, because Virgil is... He looks green. He's one of the first big superstars you see who you suddenly realise isn't very good in the ring. Right, yeah. You know, and just doesn't... He looks like he's trying, but he's not quite making it. He was in Fantastic Nick, though. I thought he looked good. He was, yeah. Well, he hasn't done anything for four years. <laughs> Hanging just out. Crunches. Yeah, it was... Uh, the sad thing for, 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 for him, really, is this was the one programme that everybody wanted to see. Mm. And as soon as it was over, as soon, basically, as this match was over, which had stretched over from the previous WrestleMania, so they'd had a, a match and a count-out. Yeah. And so that's in April. By the time you get to August, there's this match, and he finally wins. Well, you can't just keep on doing this match. You have to put him against other people. Mm. And within four months, he's losing to the Berserker. You know? <laughs> Them's the breaks. Um, is, is he, like, it, the real Virgil on Twitter? Is that actually him? I think so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Constantly talking about money and... Uh, meat sauce. Meat, meat sauce. sauce. He likes meat sauce. 
Is I that all he's talking about? I don't know if this gimmick's getting over. <laughs> it's, I find it confusing and strange. Right. And unsettling, and it, it, if anything, uh, I'm just perplexed by it. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't like the whole sort of thing where he's lonely either. But um, right, he's yeah. obviously a hustler. He... he, he does I think the, the funny thing for me about Virgil is you see the things that he does take him just a step further and further away from being embraced once again by the WWE. It's, it's a, it was an ugly character to play, though, wasn't it? Like a black valet, a, a, uh, yeah. a man who just cost you throwing dollars at him. Uh, like he did. He, he gets his revenge. That was a slow-told story. Mm. It ended the only way it could and should have done. The problem is, once they were, they were over that, they were like, well... You know, join the pile. To be honest, if you've got Ricky Steamboat and you're like, we're not doing anything with him, <laughs> what chance does Virgil have, you know? Yeah. Poor Virgil. Poor Virgil. Um, this is also slightly the end of uh, Ted DiBiase's big solo run, which he's had throughout the 80s, been one of the great hands. And after this, he moves into a tag team with Erwin Arshyster, Money Inc. Has a good run, but this is the sort of beginning. What you're beginning to see is all those great people from the, the boom. So the post-Hulkamania, the 87, 88, 89 boom. This SummerSlam is really a lot of their last hurrahs. Um, interesting. Next match. Boom. Uh, it's the Mountie versus the Big Boss Man. Uh, as as Meejeed says, headed for the pokey! <laughs> I uh, mean, neither of them are, have any jurisdiction. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why the New York police are getting involved. No. One of them's not a correctional facility officer, and one of them's a Mountie. So yeah. he, they've got nothing to do with the, the legal side of things. Here. True. The funny thing as well, the Mountie, where he would have jurisdiction, would be Canada. Mm. Apart from the fact that the, the genuine Mounties <laughs> said it was an offence to dress as a Mountie when you weren't. So when the Mountie went back to Canada, he had to take off his costume, and he was just Jacques Rougeau. And he would have a... Uh, at the end of his little promos that went out on Canadian TV, he would go, because I am Jacques Rougeau! <laughs> um, I'm undercover. <laughs> what about Jew South, then? Do you remember that TV show in the 90s? I, he wasn't in that. Jew South, that's the way I'm going. <laughs> they were all arrested. <laughs> <laughs> they are currently in a high-security Canadian prison, which just means there's a latch. <laughs> um, that, was, that was a legitimate joke. Yeah, uh, a legitimate joke from the boss man as well. <laughs> what kind of bird can't fly? Jailbird! <laughs> he says. It's not a great gag. Um, a couple of interesting bits here. This is uh, regarded by the Mountie. The Mountie looks back on this and says, this was the, the greatest match of my career. Really? And wow. The Mountie, uh, Jacques Rougeau, is a man who has pinned Hulk Hogan clean in Montreal in 1997 in front of every, you know, the, the whole of uh, mm. pretty much Quebec. Mm. Um, he, he loved this thing. This was, again, slightly like with the Virgil thing where you've got one programme, which is you, go, you turn against the Million Dollar Man. This one is just, you're the Mountie, so you're eventually going to go up against the boss man. What are you doing after that? Oh, I'm going to uh, have a programme with Skinner? It doesn't make sense. So this is the natural conclusion for their characters. What happens... Uh, I mean, the boss man's really good here. I mean, he's, he's had a reinvention since the sort of late 80s where he was a big, evil, tough guy. Mm. He really got himself into shape. I don't think there's many superstars of this era who, when they were given that chance, went, actually, I'm going to totally change my body and style. And he becomes a fast, good mid-card wrestler. He's a, you know, a surprisingly great guy. This match is not one of the better matches that he's in, oddly. It should be, and it isn't. Um, the Mountie... As a couple of just good bits about this, when he finally loses and they take him away, there's a bit where they're fingerprinting him. And they say, give us your fingers. And he goes, I got a finger for you. And he flips in the bird. And that is the very first time anyone <laughs> flipped the bird on really? WWF programming. Yeah, never been done before. He was on his way to doing bird. Yeah. Does that mean jail? 
Yeah. Yeah. I know about your jail. They're wrestling fans. At least a third of them would think. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's a bit here as well which I, I did like. So they have this, this, it runs throughout the whole of SummerSlam. I think this one comes right at the end. Uh, and again, this is actually on the network as well, which seems surprising because they do cut things out. Mm. But um, this is the last vignette featuring the Mountie uh, in prison. Hi. Oh my God! Don't you just love the way leather feels against your body? You're doing hard time, boy. <laughs> His favourite ever match. Yeah. Anything with him being raped. Favourite. <laughs> when, I, when I watched this, and I was about 14, and I remember seeing that bit, and I was like, is the Mountie not, like, tough? Because <laughs> he goes to a, a, a prison cell, and a bloke comes up and goes, I love the way the leather touches my skin, and the Mountie's like, you've won. <laughs> you know, I think he wanted to be there. Yeah, uh, dressed like that. <laughs> uh, two YouTube comments that I saw. Uh, one is from a guy called Jay. It's from three years ago. He writes, "Police officer versus police officer." <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, that didn't need to be said because neither of them are police officers. No, and a strange ways here. Four years ago, wrote the Mountie got bummed in jail. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, dear. OK, let's rattle through. Um, <laughs> Legion of Doom versus the uh, WWF Tag Team Champions, the Nasty Boys. Uh, Legion of Doom, $25,000 each. Mm. Uh, the Nasties, $17,500 each. Um, this is a no-DQ match. Um, the, the LOD had, had come to uh, WWF, and they uh, didn't quite handle them brilliantly in the early days, but they're a unique act, Hawk and Animal, and whatever scenario they were put in, the moment they entered the arena, people went, they are legitimate A-list stars. It's oh, they're, they're, they're one of the few characters I remember from when I was a kid. Yeah, they are huge. They, they, they have a magnetism that is uncanny mm. because there's no reason why when they come in, everyone should just go, yes, these are the real deal. And every place they went to through their careers, whenever they came out, you knew they were the real deal. Mm. In the early days, they didn't sell very much and it made them these big supermen and that certainly helped them. In places like Japan, they were just the biggest thing. Yeah. Vincent Mann had a slight thing about softening them and the softening of them by making them have longer matches and not being as hard hitting, it did hamper them a little bit. Again, this is a funny thing about Vince McMahon, like with Dusty Rhodes, where Dusty Rhodes is one of the most bankable stars when he comes into the fold of WWF in, in 89. And Vince McMahon resents the fact that he's done it without Vince McMahon. And with the Legion of Doom, they come in and he changes the name. They were the Road Warriors. Whether that was trademarked, I'm not sure. But they call themselves the Legion of Doom, which was always the sort of secondary name they had throughout their career. And it's almost like he didn't... Because he hadn't created them. He yeah. never got 100% behind them. Mm. You never went, you've got a rocket and you go to the moon. Instead, they'd be sort of like cheated and they'd be chasing and it just... It, they never quite clicked mm. uh, and it's always been a sort of source of great regret for me i think it could have been huge in japan you end up having matches like you know the legion of doom road warriors versus hulk hogan and the great muta they were a main event act and they were never used as a main event in the wwf until the later sort of 90s where they become mixed up more in the sort of you know the main event picture because it was after SummerSlam 92 that one of them went off the rails a little bit hawk yeah hawk. yeah hawk is hawk is well off rails <laughs> yeah unless they're rails that. of cocaine um, <laughs> That's probably what he thinks his tag team partner has on his head. Crack spider. Crack spider. <laughs> I can see a crack spider. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, let's get into it. I'm, I'm just aware of the time. We are rattling through. Yeah. But we need to get to this. It's IRS versus Greg Valentine. Fucking go! <laughs> 
Uh, first pay-per-view appearance for IRS, right. uh, created because at the time, of course, Vince McMahon was involved in a government investigation, uh, including a, a big survey of their taxes. Mm. Uh, he won that by creating a character on his own television <laughs> that no one wanted to watch. Erwin um, <laughs> R. Scheister was mm. the character name. Yeah. Couldn't be bothered to think of the R. Yeah, good point, actually, yeah. IRS, <laughs> what does this stand for? Erwin R. Scheister, what's the R? Really? Uh, don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Greg Valentine uh, is is in the last throes of his career here. Uh, those Greg throws have gone on for a long time. <laughs> Greg Valentine always looks like a man walking a dog at five a.m. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just got those puffy eyes and he's like, "Fucking what now?" Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am obsessed. <laughs> With the unsolvable mysteries of what Greg Valentine looks like. <laughs> when you picture him, right, you picture him, but it's not like any other human, right? <laughs> there's, nothing, there's nothing obviously wrong, right? He, he's got normal eyes, but they're weird. <laughs> and his nose isn't funny, but it's wrong. And his mouth, his mouth is wide. But I was like, I was like is this just a thing of, like, because he's doing that face. No, I went back, right? <laughs> that's him as a young man. And that's, if that's as handsome as you ever get, <laughs> you know, look. Whoa. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a character like Jim Davidson there. So yeah, he does. Did you mention this show on the last podcast? Didn't I, I did, yeah. It was on the last podcast. Oh, sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, it's sort of a cross between this where it looks like either a knitting pattern cover, right? <laughs> it looks like a country and western album, or it looks like quite a good new sketch comedy on Netflix. <laughs> really hard to tell. Um, Failed SNL character. There he is now. Yay! Again, look, nothing particularly obviously well, his, wrong. His sunglasses are going, nah, don't want any part of this. Yeah. <laughs> right off. <laughs> And uh, he's been hanging around with his old uh, tag team partner uh, from the Dream Team, uh, Brutus Beefcake, recently. That's the two of them. Oh, yes. Chilling out. Look at that. Look at that. Boys. What is... What's on the table? What's on the glass table that hasn't been cleaned off? <laughs> it, looks, it looks very scratched, possibly, like, sandblasted, I would say. Hmm. Brutus has learned his lesson. That is actually genuine anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> I think both of them, they look like uh, friends to the 2019. This is what uh, Chandler and uh, Joy were <laughs> In their lazy boys. Yeah. It's worth saying, actually, I mean, because I mean, he, he is so bizarre looking. Uh, Greg Valentine at SummerSlam 1991 was 40 years old. Uh, he looks 65. Because they've made him a, a good guy, he spends a lot of time at the start sort of moving quickly, going, woo, woo, <laughs> like I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm jazzy. And, and it's just, it, it doesn't last. Everyone and loves jazz. Everyone loves jazz. <laughs> um, we then get to uh, the main event, uh, the uh, Triangle of Terror, which mm. is uh, Sergeant Slaughter, Colonel Mustafa and General Adnan versus Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior. Slow. <laughs> very slow. There's a very old men on this. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they are... I mean, certainly combined, they're the oldest main eventers ever um, <laughs> on the Triangle of Terror. Sergeant Slaughter is 43, mm. Colonel Mustafa 49, and General Adnan is 52. So the guy in the main event of SummerSlam 1991 was born before World War II started. <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't know if you... I, I mean, let's just have a look at... The, it's worth knowing here as well that this is 
a, a time when the Ultimate Warrior is slowly losing his mind about Hulk Hogan being the biggest star. Mm. And he wants the same payment that Hogan gets because he says they're on a similar level. And the two are not particularly getting on. But this is a, a promo they did for SummerSlam. Um, what's funny is that Hogan has gone, yeah, I'm getting all into the theme. And the warrior has gone, are you? You're on your own, mate. Hulkamaniacs, me and the ultimate know what we're facing when we go to war in SummerSlam against Sergeant Slaughter and his troops. We know they've got us outmanned, but we've got them outpowered. We've both got the heavy artillery, and we're playing by Slaughter's rules, which are no rules at all. Could be chemical warfare, could be hand grenades, it doesn't matter. But the terrain is going to make the difference. It's not the swamps of Vietnam. It's not the sands of Persian Gulf. It's the beautiful Madison Square Garden where all the warriors and all the Hulkamaniacs will unite to make the most powerful army of all, warriors. All the Hulkamaniacs and the warriors <laughs> that have eaten the dirt from others and the sand that you have taken from Sergeant Slaughter, we have surrounded ourselves in a foxhole ten foot deep. And as I stand with the most awesome force in the World Wrestling Federation, combined with the sickness of my warriors, let them speak and let the Hulkamaniacs attach themselves to the concrete walls of Madison Square Garden. Cause what you gotta do when Hulkamania and the ultimate warrior destroy you? I'm, I'm oddly in the mood for some cocaine. <laughs> mm. What is that mask? <laughs> Looks like what like, a government-mandated leaf blower would wear. <laughs> Don't get him in your eyes. It's such a good thing there where Hogan is like, I'll go first. Uh, and then he does his and it's all professional. And the ultimate warrior is like, he's shot his load now. I can keep him here as long as I want. <laughs> Just doing his whole thing about being the warrior. Absolutely appalling. Um, Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's, uh, I mean, I mean the, the, these two, at the time, I remember this, this SummerSlam going out, and it was actually one of the moments where, had it not been for like the, the Mr. Perfect and the Bret Hart match, I, all my friends were getting out of wrestling. They weren't interested any longer. And this main this, event this was there, appalling. And I, <laughs> I, I hated this. It was so excruciatingly bad. It was over the top. And it was exactly the sort of thing where, you've mentioned this before, about when people would come in the room and you'd be watching wrestling, it would always be something like that. So they could just go, why are you watching this crap? You know? always, whenever you play like a Japanese video game, everything's fine, everything's fine. As soon as... Your girlfriend comes in, turts up. There's a, a funny little thing here, which they make really nothing of on the, uh, the actual show itself, mm. which is um, General Adnan was actually in school with Saddam Hussein. <laughs> um, this is a photo from the 70s. So uh, Adnan had actually, um, he'd been a wrestler in Iran and he had um, organised wrestling. He actually once beat Andre the Giant in Iran, in Baghdad. Mm. And Saddam Hussein had sort of said, you could make this huge here, Set come back, <laughs> do some work. Adnan went back, and on this trip, he began to think that Saddam Hussein was going to kill him. <laughs> and you can see that in this photo. <laughs> he looks anxious. So he left Iran in, in the late 70s uh, for America and never came back. Okay. But it is amazing that you're doing a big thing about the Persian Gulf, this sort of quite tasteless thing while a real war is going on. And you never mention that one of the blokes in there was photographed with their friend, Saddam Hussein. <laughs> it, it absolutely boggles the mind. It's, look, it's just good that the Iron Sheik got a job. <laughs> yeah. He comes out and he's doing like a bushwhacker walk. <laughs> and surely someone would say, you do know that that's nothing to do with the Iraqi military or, or whatever. I mean, it's just absolutely perplexing. Because um, my balls. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> Uh, General Adnan might genuinely be the worst performer in a main event, in a major show, in wrestling in the last half century. He is appallingly bad. He also, by this stage, looks like Manuel from Faulty Towers, which is charming. Hogan, uh, I mean, Slaughter works very, very hard in this. Yeah. He was a good bumper, Slaughter, and he works really, really hard. Hogan uh, gets a handful of powder, which uh, just happens to have on him. Um, uh, as... Roddy Piper shouts, he goes, that's victory powder brain! <laughs> <laughs> All right. But he says it like he's been caught at a family gathering by his wife. <laughs> it's victory powder! <laughs> There's one in it, I've got to put up with your yeah. mother. Uh, worth saying as well, just quickly we'll mention him, uh, Sid Justice is the special guest Justice referee. Just to ruin my night. You, you hate him, don't you? Him. Noodles hate for hair? Noodles I think for that was hair, the, yeah. shit for brains. Uh, I, I, <laughs> I am still annoyed by the name Sid Justice. He starts off in WCW as Sid Vicious, he comes to WWE and they go, let's call you Sid Justice. Sid Vicious is a fucking pun, right? <laughs> or not even a pun. It's the name Sid Vicious, like the guy from the Sex Pistols. They've looked at it and gone, oh, he shouldn't be vicious. He should be about justice. Sid Justice is not a thing. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And it winds me up, I tell you. It absolutely winds me up. 
What's happening here as well is tensions had really grown, not between so much Hogan and Warrior, but between Warrior and Vince McMahon. So Warrior, after WrestleMania 7, where he'd had a big main event with Randy Savage, mm. had said, I think I should have been paid more for my WrestleMania 7 match. He said, and I think I should have got about half a million more. And Vince McMahon says to him, well, I'm not sure. Warrior says, going ahead, I think I should be paid the same as Hogan, and I want more merchandise because I'm a big seller and I'm a big star. I'm easily the level of Hogan. And Vince McMahon says to him, Yes, I agree. Sends him a letter saying, well, I totally agree. You have everything you want. What then happens is Vince changes his mind, but doesn't tell the warrior. <laughs> so after SummerSlam, he gives him a letter that says, you are a very unprofessional young man. <laughs> you think you're a living legend. He says, well, everything has gone to your head. You know, I don't know who you think you are. And as soon as he gets back from SummerSlam, he fires the ultimate warrior. Over the years, the, the, I think he suspends him. The warrior then refuses to be suspended. And so they just have this stalemate <laughs> until eventually the warrior is caught with a steroid thing and they just get rid of him. They fire him. Um, there's a, a really odd thing, and it, it's a very, very sort of complicated and convoluted story, but it's, the warrior slightly gets done over. But history has always said that in this main event, he refused to go out unless Vince McMahon paid him another half million dollars and that Vince had to pay him to get him out there and then fired him on the spot when he got back. That is not what happened. And Warrior, who that was reported on the, on the self-destruction, the Ultimate Warrior right. DVD, Warrior launched the legal case, which gave us the pay scale, to prove with these letters that that hadn't happened. Um, there is one of the letters there. This is the one that uh, sacks him, where it says, your principal complaint... Uh, during uh, apparently is you're not being compensated at the same rate as Hulk Hogan. Although Hulk is a living legend, is still much better known to the public, has wrestled longer, is the WWF champion, and is in much greater demand for personal appearances, is a bigger star and draw at WWF events, is more dependable, and is far more revered and respected by WWF fans and by the public at large. You have become a legend in your own mind. Wow. That becomes turned into a thing where they go, tell you he's unprofessional, ultimate warrior. <laughs> Crazy. Vince said at the time, it gave me great pleasure to fire him and to let him know why I was doing it. Very, very unfair. Um, and then we get to what is actually, surprisingly, the main event of SummerSlam 1991 is the wedding between the macho man Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Uh, again, a story many, many years in the making. What's amazing about this is the crowd totally respectfully sit through what is the most boring <laughs> 25 minutes of a wrestling show in history. Never made any Watching sense. Watching a woman relive her worst decision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Worst. It was... Sorry, it, second worst decision. <laughs> it was a... Uh, it was her idea. And oh, really? she proposed it because her marriage to Randy Savage was in trouble. And that, well, it's just like a weird kind of like renewing of the vows kind of thing. Just, it, do you know what? It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart when you watch that and you go, it's a fake wedding. Actually, what it is, is an attempt by a couple to try and fix something that's gone wrong. They were married in 1984. This takes place in 1991 and they were divorced in 1992. So unfortunately, the fake wedding was really the, the do or die. Mm. And it was die. It makes it very, very sad. Um, less sad when you see what they were paid for it. <laughs> Uh, Randy Savage got paid $75,000 for that 20-minute wedding ceremony. <laughs> Elizabeth, his wife, same family pot, mm. 50 grand. So Elizabeth, at that SummerSlam, at 50 grand, she made more than Bret Hart, Mr. Perfect, The Undertaker, Ricky Steamboat, and Shawn Michaels combined. <laughs> Great As stat. As it should be. Absolutely. <laughs> um, 
referees pay is also there. <laughs> we got one minute 38. I can't get through it. It's so much more than you'd imagine. Um, thousands. And anyone could do that job. What did Sid get? Uh, Sid, huge amount. Oh, you'll be really fucked off. <laughs> yeah. £25,000. What? Yeah. Uh, $25,000. There is that thing where all the wrestlers go after wrestling. It's really, you know, hard and they just dump you and everything. Mate. (laughs) That's that's three houses in my town. The Iron Sheet got 25 grand. (laughs) 25 grand for doing some kicks and looking tired. (laughs) Crazy. Um, So that is uh, the the, the end, really. That is Mm. SummerSlam 1991. Um, I think let's just end it, if we can, uh, with some of the stuff that happened afterwards. Mm. So... Um, because of the time, we're a bit tight. You're going to have to make a decision. You can either see the wedding reception or you can watch the thing that followed that, which is the uncut footage of Jake the Snake Roberts' cobra biting into the macho man's arm, which for me is one of the scarring moments of my childhood. So we'll do it, we'll do it by volume. But... I'm going to ask you which one, and then we'll do the volume. Not just all the volume at once. <laughs> okay, so the first one, wedding reception. Yes. Wedding reception it is. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll do the Cobra. Look at this. If only we had, like, we normally do a four-hour recording session. So an hour for us, we're barely getting started. So here it is. If you saw this when you were a kid, you will never forget it. This was, a, I remember watching this with a friend of mine who was uh, 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 not a fan and he hated wrestling. And this, he was like, what the fuck is this? That's the creepiest looking snake I've ever seen in my life. He's got it too close to it. Keep it away from it. That snake is part- Wait a minute, the snake is running. <laughs> 25 grand that snake <laughs> Hey guys, look, thanks so much. We've hit the uh, the zero out. Unfortunately, we can't carry. We, you, you know what we're like. We could carry on for absolutely ages. Uh, but thank you so much for coming down. There's so many of you here, and it's the one night of the year where we get to sort of say thank you to you, and uh, we really do appreciate it. You know, you're there every week, and we really, really, it's, we're really grateful for that. Um, we, we, last year, we we had to race to get everything done, and by the time we'd done it, everyone had gone because it's a sort of slightly funny venue. It sort of feels like you're not allowed to stay around. You are allowed to stay around. There are bars open. As soon as we get... I mean, we're not going up like this. I'll tell you that much. Um, as soon... I might be, yeah. Do, do you know, it's fine. When we come out with you, you're like, oh, they'll accept this and, you know, they'll understand what it is. When you walk down the corridor there, there are other people, like American podcasters, looking at you like going, this looks shit, you know? <laughs> yeah. Hello, Empire Podcast. <laughs> it's actually throwing shade, ironically. Um, and uh, uh, so... so. 
<laughs> I don't think you're wrong. Um, this, this is um, uh, just, just a couple of things. We are going to be out as soon as we can, so if you're going to stay for a drink, let us know. Come over, say hi. I know a lot of you from Twitter, but I'm not always very good with your faces, so say hello. Uh, we'd love to see you. There's also uh, really, I mean, this is debasing. There's a merch table. Uh, I think it's on floor one and a half. If you fancy anything, do pick it up. And other than that, guys, thanks so much for coming down. We do appreciate it. It's half, it's t- half ten on a Saturday. If you're getting home, get home safely. Uh, if you're not, come and have a drink. Boom! <laughs> So yeah, that's us done and dusted uh, for this uh, time out. Thanks once again to everyone who came down last weekend for the live show at King's Place as part of the podcast festival. It was so much fun. Sorry we were on so late. I know a lot of you had to go and get your train so you can have a drink uh, afterwards. But it was lovely to see your gorgeous faces from the stage. Uh, RambleLive.com if you want another slice of uh, your homeboy, me, on the Football Ramble Tour. Uh, I, I do love uh, doing live shows. And, and wrestle me pod on Twitter for all your wrestling business, all right? You got a football Pete, you got a wrestling Pete. It's completely up to you. We'll see you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.